0: Money FM eighty nine point three, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM eighty nine point three. Money FM eighty nine point three. Good morning. It's the breakfast huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. Today on Why It Matters, we're going to talk about science. Yeah, I mean, you know, when when the history of our current moment is being written. Science is going to be such a central part to the story. I mean, if you look back at the crucible of 2020, did science rebuild societal trusts, you know, needed to defeat the coronavirus? Or did a break in trust lead to a lingering pandemic that foreshadowed future failures to solve the coming crisis of, say, climate change, uh, food, water security, economic stagnation? And according to a poll by 3M, people in the region have continued to trust science. But this could be undermined by misinformation. Yes, but still, people see opportunities for science to solve social issues, including climate change and quality in health uh, STEM, which is uh, science, technology, engineering and mathematics. So with us being more dependent on scientific knowledge... How can a business leverage on this? Let's find out more from uh, Chan Yen-Chi, is the R&D operations leader and sustainability leader for 3M Southeast Asia. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me today. Love this conversation. Love it. We are talking about the recently commissioned 3M State of Science Index 2022. I suppose to start us off, I mean, give us an overview of uh, what you noticed. What are some of the highlights of this commission?
1: Well, first, let me just introduce what is the 3M State of Science Index all about. So, it is a Global Science Perception Study commissioned by 3M annually. Now, we are on its fifth year since 2018. Okay. We continue to explore how people around the world think and feel about science. In this year's study, we explore six different teams to understand how people perceive science and issues related to it, including sustainability, equity in the field, and future trends. So this year's study was conducted from September to December last year, 2021, where we fielded about 17,000 people across 17 countries, and that including 1,000 respondents from Singapore. That's my very quick introduction to the 3M State of Science Index.
0: I love this topic so much. I'm sorry for cutting in there. Did you notice where do people trust science?
1: Well, yes, it was okay. indeed a fact that we found out. Okay. So overall, we gathered that Singaporeans high trust in science whole steady. But the misinformation threatens the scientific credibility. A vast majority of Singaporeans continue to trust science and scientists, with 91% and 85% agreeing that they trust science and scientists respectively. That's one of the findings from our survey. Mm. Not only that, but skepticism of science has also dropped since 2019. Back then, 37% agreed. they were sceptical of science, but today, in 2022, only 33% agreed. Well, we can't rejoice too quick, though. As uh, misinformation could also threaten scientific credibility, sure.
0: So, that's always the greatest enemy, right? I mean, sort of in line with the idea of misinformation. You say that the trust has increased, the disbelief in it has dropped. Is there an indication why, or would you attribute it to you know everything that's been proven as a result of this COVID nineteen pandemic, or even you know climate change for that matter?
1: Yeah, I think definitely the pandemic has something to do with the uh, result that we are seeing here. I think with the pandemic, you know what we have seen in the last two years, people really trust science more than ever. Mm. So that's one. And that belief that science can help them to come out from the pandemic. So you look at example, how we developed the uh, vaccination in such a short period of time while the virus continues to mutate. And that's one of the science capabilities that we have demonstrated around the world.
0: That's huge. Comparing with, I mean, just for example, and I understand if you, you don't have all the information, but let's try and explore this. In Singapore, we have a higher trust in science. Why is it different from, say, a place like the United States? Is it simply because the policing of misinformation is so much lesser there?
1: I would think that it's a mix. So from the survey, the indeed found out that people still trust the information that they see on traditional news okay. as well as the uh, social media platform. But Singaporeans particularly trust the traditional news more.
0: All right, right, right. Okay, yeah, so, so, so the trust issue. I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. Yep. The study also found, and this is quite an interesting one, right? The study found that 84% of Singaporeans want to hear more from scientists about their work. Tell me more about this finding.
1: Yeah, so actually, we posed this question in a survey, and we found that, you're right, 84% want to hear more from scientists about their work. So I think this translates to, they would like to know more what is happening around us, What are some of the actions that scientists are taking to help to address, to solve some global issues, right? Mm. So this actually, what does it translate? So it actually presents a very good opportunity for scientific research papers to educate and benefit the public on critical matters, such as climate change and public health, which is very important to us.
0: Every day right now. Yeah. Well, when I had COVID last year I spent the downtime reading some of these research papers about the virus and I gotta say it was quite enriching. I mean, just an opinion question, right? If you're looking at a survey and you've got so many people, so many Singaporeans wanting to hear from scientists, is this perhaps an indication, again this is an opinion question, an indication maybe to the government that hey, maybe it might be worthwhile having a minister for science or a minister of science.
1: So coming to this point, perhaps yes,
0: Okay. Right? okay. I
1: think one we beautiful for the survey actually gives us indication. But again, it will all depends on you know the framework mm-hmm. or the strategy that the government would like to put in. Of course. And to encourage the public about scientific research, yeah. or that could be one a possibility. But uh, there are always other resources that we can tap on to send across that. Uh,
0: important message to the public okay i I only ask that because it's a personal interest of mine all right i want to talk about talent in the stem field now last year we talked about last year's research as well from 3m and one of the things we brought up was you know what can be done to encourage more women you know more girls young ladies to be engaged in stem education have you noticed any indication on this or any results on this particularly in women wanting to join the stem field
1: Well, the overall result, we see that Singaporeans are less likely to experience barriers to pursue in STEM education compared to the global population, which is a positive sign. And however, Singaporeans have high expectation of the science community and clearly value DE&I, diversity, equity and inclusion. And I do recognize that there are still gaps to be addressed. As many as 87% of Singaporeans agree that more need to be done to mm. encourage and keep women and girls to engage in STEM education. So and this finally remains consistent with what we have found last year, in fact.
0: I mean, what about you personally? I mean, you're part of the Science Committee. You're a lady, in fact, in the Science Committee. What's your personal experience working in this sector? That's an interesting question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I've been in STEM sector all my career life so far, yeah. uh, ever since I decided to pursue engineering and science when I was a young student. So I've been in this field for about 21 years, and I have indeed faced some challenges as a woman in the field, especially on the earlier days of my career. So I would like to point out, just to share an example here. I recall back then when I was a young engineer, Mm. I was once tasked to perform a product demonstration to our customer. And in that product demonstration, I need to use an electrical grinder and that's considered heavy machinery for, for a woman. My supervisor and team members never adopted my capabilities, and there I go. But uh, when I was at the customer side, you know, trying to run the product demonstration, our customers somehow showed some concern mm. because this is uh, a male-dominated industry, mm. first of all, and uh, it wasn't common for a woman to perform such a task. So that is some of my personal experience,
0: being a woman in the field. Yeah, I can imagine it must be tough, especially, you know, a simple thing like a machinery. I guess like what you described, you know, when you have a good support system, good bosses, yeah, you can thrive and hopefully we have more of that. Yinsa, just to wrap things up, I want to talk about businesses leveraging on scientific knowledge. I mean, the survey did find that Singaporeans agree that we should be more dependent on scientific knowledge in the future. In your opinion, how can businesses use this to their advantage then?
1: Well, 92% of Singaporeans agree that the future we will be more dependent on scientific knowledge than ever before. And definitely, this will have significant impacts on our everyday lives. Mm. But 82% also think that artificial intelligence, or in short, AI, is an exciting technology that impacts their lives too. Well, this means a few things for business, right? First, people are become more receptive of AI and other advanced technologies which will make it easier and less controversial when they are increasingly utilised by business. So that will promote the receptive of uh, AI into the business. But still, it's very important for business to handle the complexity and speed of the ethical parameters of using data and AI in a principled and ethical way so that's something that businesses need to take note Mm. in 3M here we apply the same integrity and value model to our implementation of AI through our business
0: as well Yeah, the first hurdle always is that acceptance which clearly shows that we have just a final question driving science appreciation what's 3M doing with regard to this
1: well that's a big question for me, but I would like to point out some important examples here. Okay. So for three yeah, we actually actively performing STEM outreach and advocacy for science. Mm. So, uh, the Trium State of Science Index is one of those that we utilize the data, leverage what we found to advocate to continue advocate for science and STEM, especially for the underrepresented group. So we also collaborated with external party, for example, 3M and Singapore Science Centre. We actually collaborated in a programme where we reach out to underrepresented groups, especially young girls. And one of the very important programmes here is that 3M can tinker programme. So in this programme, you know, we expose young students to workshops so that they can learn science through exploration, experimental as well as play. So that's one of the examples
0: that 3 have done. Wow, fantastic. been speaking with Chan Yen, who is the R&D operations Lead and sustainability leader for 3M Southeast Asia. Really appreciate your time this morning. Take care and have a great day, yeah? You too. Thank you very much for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.